Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying this wonderful spring weather that we've got going on for the moment. I know it may get back there to the uh, chilly digits, but for now, it's a beautiful day. It's an extra beautiful day because it's one of my best friend's birthdays, and he is the co-host, Mr. Adam Beebe. I'm Barry Johnston. Happy birthday, Adam. How are you? How are you feeling well, thank you very much, Barry. I am, and I'm doing all right, man. I'm having a nice, relaxed day. Uh, this is, you know, we are recording this on my birthday, and uh, my birthday is actually when this goes out will have been last week on the thirtieth. Yes, uh, that's a little inside baseball, um, I guess, for you uh, out there in Weirdsville. <laughs> if you, um, if so, you ever wanted to know how we put it together, that's how we yeah, do it. Yeah. Sometimes we do. Sometimes it's uh, the Monday before. Sometimes Correct. it's you know, it's just whenever we can uh, make make the time and make best use of our time. Yep. But you know, we do it because we love doing the show, and we love doing it for you guys, Weirdsville, and we love hearing back from you and what you think about the show, and your thoughts on all of the our shows, episodes, and guests, and uh, just everything you know all the news and the weird news and everything and so yeah we've had a lot of weird news this week man yeah weird yeah. been weird yeah. right yeah that we are we we have decided to uh purposely uh skip one of the weirdest things that's happened on live television <laughs> quite a long time that's true yes i think everybody knows that yeah uh we are skipping the 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 academy awards hubbub and we're going to talk about um Kind of sad news. Well, you know, we lost another great musician. Yeah. 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 Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters uh, unfortunately passed away. It was untimely. Yep. Um, They were in South America and something happened. And I, my phone, gosh, it started to go off on Friday night. I think it like after 10, I had read online somewhere that he had passed away and i was like wait what that doesn't make any sense he's young mm-hmm. and um and then i you know I'm, I'm start i start texting some friends and um of course everyone's equally shocked and it's really unfortunate man because he was such a good guy uh you, you know you see the outpouring of you know everyone talking about just mm-hmm. how great of a person he was man it's just sad man it's just sad and mm-hmm. uh yeah he'd be greatly missed I think, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I remember him from even before Foo Fighters Yeah, when he played for Alanis Morissette. That's right. That's the first time I remember seeing his picture whenever she started um, busting out 
Yeah. Uh, back in like, you know, was it 93, 94 um, or 95, whatever that year was. I think it was 95. But anyway, she was busting out. And I remember seeing him and thinking he looks, you know, I was like, well, he looked Canadian as well. I don't know if he was Canadian. No, he's he's from California. But, well, you know, he also could look Californian as right. well. Uh, it's one of those things. He could be a Canadian, a California kind of surfer dude or, you know, yeah, yeah. a Canadian rocker dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. but uh, that's where I remember seeing him first. And yeah. then when he w- went to the Foo Fighters, I was like, oh, well, okay. Because I guess Dave can't play drums, so he needs somebody right, to do it. Right. And then all of a sudden yeah. you're like, whoa, he's a lot more bombastic than I even thought. I remember you know? seeing him with Alanis on SNL. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking to myself, damn, he's a good drummer. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know who the guy was. I was just like, he is a great drummer. And then, you know, then he joined the Foo Fighters. And yeah, that's a tough gig yeah. being the drummer in Dave Grohl's band. And, yeah. you know, a casualty of that was William Goldsmith, who's one of my favorite players. He's one of my favorite drummers. I'm a big Sunny Day real estate fan. And, and he mm-hmm. came like when when I found out that that. Two guys of Sunny Day Real Estate were going to be in Dave Grohl's band with he and Pat Smear. It was like a dream come true, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's got a lot of indie and punk and, un, you know, underground, yeah. like, yeah. chemistry, like, yes. you know, elements in that that are just make up a, a, a wow a sandwich. Pow, yeah, powerhouse band, you know? Yeah. You know, but, but ultimately, you know, William Goldsmith, you know, couldn't cut it, so... So he took over, Taylor took over and did a hell of a job. And, and he was such an influence on Dave, man. You could just mm-hmm. tell that like he really, because of his background, he, he, he really allowed Dave like to sort of embrace being a front man. And like, yep. you know, the I don't know if people realize this, but like the first, you know, couple of records, the Foo Fighters, Dave was not f- comfortable with being in front of a crowd. I mean, you know, but. But Taylor really embraced like big arena rock, you know, that was part yep. of his thing. And it's sad. It's sad because I think uh, there might have been substances involved and there's a bunch of reports that have come out that there was like, you know, opioids and benzos mm. and mm. all kinds. Of, and he was in Columbia, you know, yeah. so that doesn't look good. But um, it's sad. Yeah. yeah. Either way. You know, it's 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 a tragedy. It's a tragedy. So we've lost man. another, but uh, a let you know, a yeah. legend will continue on. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens from here. You know, do they continue or not? And I, I know that you know, Foo Fighters aren't for everybody. I know that you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, but but I I will say this: they are important in the fact that they're one of the last remaining huge rock bands. Yeah, you know. I there may not be another one. <laughs> I you know when it just talk about that kind of scale from our era. Um, right. It's just uh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Talking about uh, other crazy stories, we've got a really cool episode today, man. Yeah, this is definitely it's goes into this is the, its own its own kind of legend in its own right. It's definitely a lot different and any other um, stories we've had here before on the show. But and so it's cool. Really so cool. So cool. So, cool, man. so yeah. So, you know, I mean, we, we always ask, we, we want to hear your good, your excellent, awesome stories, regardless of it doesn't have to be supernatural or 
you know, paranormal or Bigfoot or, you know, UFOs or whatever, it can be like, you know, uh, an interesting, cool job, some great stories and an adventure that you had, something like, you know, true crime or something like that. Well, this is a story of our guest who was, when she was a little girl, she was in one of potentially or one of the movie it, it, she was in a movie that has been named one of the worst movies of all time and she's going to tell us all about it uh jackie who played debbie in monos hands of fate uh and if you listen if you watch mystery science mystery science theater 3000 this is one of their uh best episodes uh one of the ones that they show a lot but anyway this is the story of her and her dad and everything that was involved in making of the movie and, and, and what life and her life after it as well. And it's really cool. And, uh, we, uh, you know, we haven't had anything, anything like it before. So, uh, we really appreciate Jackie for, uh, coming on down to the, uh, virtual Weirdsville studios here. And, uh, Jackie, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? Thanks for having me. Um, well, my father was an artist, and uh, he was a community theater actor when I was growing up in El Paso, Texas, in the '60s. And um, and he was in a play. He always played the lead. And in this particular play, it was uh, Henry the Fourth, and he played the lead role of the supposed king henry well i mean the basic story you know is that he it's more modern day but this guy thinks he's a king and everybody around him kind of goes along with his thing for a while so he played the lead in that and uh, there was another guy that was in the play that had made a bet with Sterling Siliphant, who is uh, the creator of uh, Route 66 and, mm. you know, Hollywood producer. Very cool. So this guy had had a actual walk-on role on Route 66, and and the guy in the play with my dad was, uh, he was a salesman. I mean, you know, community theater actors, <laughs> that's not their living. They don't get paid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's passion. So this guy, Hal Warren, was a salesman. I mean, he sold cars, he sold fertilizer, you know. <laughs> so he sold shit, you know. <laughs> so he had this little walk-on part in Route 66, and apparently the, the story goes, and I've never found a reason not to believe this. It's been substantiated by other people. But he was in a coffee shop with Sterling Siliphant and they were talking and Hal Warren said, oh, anybody can make a horror movie. I can make a movie. I can make a horror movie. And he wrote down this idea on a napkin in the coffee shop. Well, Hal being Hal, he decided to follow through on this and he wrote a script and then he got his friends that were in the community theater and Actually, all the men in this particular movie were uh, in or part of the play. They were either cast or crew. And he 
in his way, he talked them all into being in his movie. And he, and he never said he was going to make a good movie. He just, <laughs> his, his main goal was to bring the film industry to the Southwest. He had a bigger goal. Right. Yeah. You know, let me just make something, get it done and get some attention so people can see how beautiful it is here and how inviting it is for the film industry. So he thought he'd be the guy that brought the film industry to the Southwest. And um, so everybody got involved and he asked my dad if he would play the lead role. And for a number of reasons, not only was my dad a very good stage actor, he always played the lead role. He had played uh, R.P. McMurphy in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He nice. played uh, King Arthur in Camelot, Don Quixote in Man of La Mancha. I mean, you know, he did a lot of big roles. He was nice. always the lead, and he won Best Actor of the Year several times. Nice. And what's nice. ironic when I get through the story is that in this particular play in 1966, I still I have it. I don't have it here right now to show you, but I have the the statue that he won for best actor of the year in the year 1966 was with the same year this film was made. Nice. And uh, so. So how so he hired my dad because my dad was multi-talented and my dad did a lot of artwork and uh, my mother was a teacher but she made all our clothes basically and uh, my dad worked in many mediums he did sculpture and he had a, a, a welding setup he did metalwork and uh, painting uh, he was very very talented wow. in many ways wow and uh and in the script they needed a child and my dad just happened to have one of those and i was <laughs> six years old at the time and they needed a dog they needed a like a a demon looking dog a mm. dangerous dog and we had a doberman oh, okay. who was uh he had the right look he just mm -hmm. you know he was a really sweet dog <laughs> and uh and uh, Hal Warren had a poodle, so both the dogs were in the film, but the poodle was kind of grumpy, so he got killed off, like, early. <laughs> 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 and um, so anyway, uh, Hal Warren, it was a very tight budget. I mean, it's still 1966, but it was only $19,000 he was wow. able to pull. Wow, wow. Which was about like 150,000 yeah. in 19, in, you know, 2020. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. still a, essentially a, a no drop budget in the bucket. Movie. Yeah. 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 And you have to understand this was the 60s in a place that film make happening. Yeah. So, yeah. Noah, I'll tell you just for, for your listeners that, that know anything about this, I'll tell you the name of the film is Manos, The Hands of Fate. And if you know anything about Mystery Science Theater, uh, since it was unearthed and rediscovered in 1993, it became an instant hit. Mm -hmm. And as for since then, and I know people try to argue this, 
that it's the worst movie ever made. I know it's not the worst. No, it's not. (laughs) I mean, I was in a movie worse than Manos, which I'll tell you later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Manos Manos Hand of Fate is a, it's a cult classic. It is, um, I, I, I knew that since I knew we were talking to you, Barry didn't know what we were going to be talking about because usually we don't know too much about what our guests are going to be um, sharing with us. But I knew, so I cheated and I, I watched it again. And um, oh, wait, wait, wait! And, and I'm going to stop you. Rift or unrift? Unrift. Oh, I watched the oh, whole. Yeah, okay. one hundred thirteen minutes. Uh, 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 one hour and thirteen minutes long of the of this. How many seconds? And and I gotta say, I have watched much worse movies. Um, yes. but I was uh, I was describing it to Barry before we started that I had watched or I, well, I was describing it as, um, it was like it was somebody who somebody who wanted to make a movie. And and I likened it to being somebody who wanted to start a band, and they know a lot about sounds and what sounds good, but they don't know necessarily how to make those and put them all together. And yeah. because of that, you get a weird experience that is, in its own right, this very interesting artistic creation, yeah. even though by conventional means it's not, you know, it's not a – a blockbuster by any means, but it's its own. It is the epitome of, I, I would say the epitome of a cult film. Yeah. So it is. I mean, it's been described as it's like uh, watching a train wreck. It's so horrible, <laughs> but you just can't look away. Um, it's uh, they've God. I mean, so many quotes, so many things have been said about it. It, it, it's like uh, everybody's, you know, your last known photograph. And I mean, there's just, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, that's yeah, great. That's I mean, great though. You, you know, you embrace it, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I was six years old. It's yeah. not my fault. <laughs> I wasn't responsible, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. At this point, I'm one of the very last living people because it was 1966 that was a mm-hmm. long time ago yeah um but fortunately it came back into the world in time for other people like my dad who played the master to enjoy this resurgence um in fact the film had disappeared completely for 27 years wow because <laughs> It was filmed in like eight days. Okay. Nights and weekends. Mm, So when you see the scene, you know, it'll be dark soon. It's obviously the middle of the day. It's probably a Saturday afternoon. Or, you know, or when the cops get out of the car and walk, you know, three steps in front of the car, it's because we're out in the desert and there's no uh, electricity. So they're, I mean, the lighting for the entire production was things like um, uh, the ushers flashlights from the theater that somebody had in the trunk of their car. Wow. Wow. No headlights. Wow. That was the lighting. And you also have to understand the camera was, uh, this is 1966. So it's film. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was it? 16 millimeter, I believe. Mm. And, 
Um, but this, they had to buy the film and rent the camera, and mm. which were both very expensive. Sure. Uh, so not just time restraints, but restraints. But so there's virtually no outtakes. I mean, there's very few outtakes. Sure. Almost everything was used. You can see the can of lighter fluid in the background when my dad lights Torgo's hand on fire. Right. <laughs> wow. During the driving, at one point, you even see a real quick, the clapper board. You know, they, <laughs> they, they had to keep everything in to make it a full-length film. And this camera was a, a Film 070, a Bell and & Howell. And it was actually, it, it shot without sound. It was a 32-second wind-up camera. So you only had a 32-second shot. Wow. I mean, there were some restrictions wow. going on. That is just, I yeah. didn't realize that. That's just. See, oh, I, and it was, it was shot silent because yeah. there was no sound. So it all had to be dubbed. Wow. And I mean, the, the Film 070 was literally a war camera. It was used in Korea and Vietnam. Wow. 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 See, I'm not, my, my, my background is not film. It's audio. Um, so, ah. so, you know, I don't know the process of making a film so much, you know, I've, I know very little. So, uh, that kind well, of, you'll, you'll appreciate uh -huh. the audio part. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. The, oh, yeah. Uh, the way it was dubbed <laughs> is that, um, again, budget. So how, how Warren, who created the film, his sister-in-law lived in, um, what is it? Houston, or I mean, it's like 800 miles away. Okay. So some of the male actors drove to this sound studio. And I, I don't know how's connection there, but he, he went, to, they went to the sound studio to do the, uh, the sound, the dubbing, and all the women's voices, nine women and a six year old girl, were dubbed by one woman. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And nobody bothered to tell most of us, especially the females, because, you know, it's 1966. Right. And um, so so the premiere, we go to the premiere, November 15th, 1966. And my mom and I were in the beauty parlor. To me, it felt like all day getting, we got, oh, I never had a hair, my hair done like that. And uh, beautiful dresses. All the women had opera gloves. The men all had rented tuxedos. How Warren, like I'd said earlier, he sold cars at one point. So he borrowed, you know, a couple spotlights from his friend who owned the local car dealership. <laughs> and, yeah. and he found a red carpet somewhere. Perfect. I mean, he put on a Hollywood-style production awesome. at this uh, the Capri Theater in downtown El Paso. It was like wow. 850 seats, and it was sold out. Wow. wow. Oh, wow. I mean, he he had the mayor, the alderman, I mean, the sheriff. That's awesome. Everybody was, oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't a good move, huh? Oh. So, I mean... <laughs> He even had the autograph hounds there. And this is El Paso, Texas. I mean, you're literally downtown El Paso is 
like a 10 minute walk to the Rio Grande River and the bridge. Right, right. I mean, I, we used to go into Juarez at least, you know, a couple times a month for dinner. I've been mm-hmm. to El Paso a couple of times, stayed the night, but I never did go in to the town or, you know, I never really, at least I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't well, that remember. happens in Texas too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. That's funny. Yeah, I guess. I well, one of well, my favorite one of my favorite bands at a certain time uh, was a band called At the Drive In, which was a big indie band from the nineties. Um, but um, that was like all I knew about El Paso for the longest time. I'm like, what What is from El Paso? That's the only thing that I can. Yeah. Yeah. There's a- actually a couple other films, and I'm trying to remember the name of the one most notable. It was Steve McQueen and Ali McGraw. Oh. It was, uh, yeah, anyway. Wow. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, so Hal even had the autograph hounds there. That's awesome. He hired, he hired the little Mexican street kids that uh-huh. sh- sell chiclets gum and wash windshields in traffic to help their families yep, yep. on the border. Yep. These kids. <laughs> I even have pictures of the premiere. You can see these little kids with, and he he gave them those little, you know, those little pencils and little yeah. pads of paper. It wasn't even like, Five, like so all these little kids <laughs> in their sandals and their shorts or their, you know, looking for autographs. They don't speak any English. Right, and right. practically no one in the cast spoke Spanish. That's awesome. It's just ridiculous. That's great. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. So we all go in, and my dad made sure the... Because you have to understand, nobody had seen the film beforehand. We knew it wasn't good. Yeah. But, you know. So we went in, and we. my dad made sure we sat... So where we could see, so we were like fifth row center, essentially trapped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> the expectation, and <clears throat> me as a young kid, I, I, all I care about is seeing myself. You yeah, know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the lights go down, and the the nine minute driving scene starts. <laughs> <laughs> The pointless, endless driving scene. And is there dialogue? Is there dialogue happening? No. 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 Okay. No. Nine, almost (laughs) nine minutes. I thought it was eight minutes, but somebody else said it was closer to nine. Okay. But um, I understand that the the how is intending to put the you know the credits over. But somehow in production or whatever, that didn't happen. Yeah, no credits, just okay. scene. Not in the beginning, just driving and getting lost and turning around and, you know, yeah. he, and, and, you know, driving the point home that this family's yeah. lost in the desert. Well, there, you, it, there's music, and it's, um, but there's some dialogue, but you really can't hear it because the music level and the dialogue level are at the same yeah. height. Too much. The same. So you can't really indistinguish because somebody's singing and then somebody's talking at the same time, and you you can't really like make it out clearly. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> pretty ridiculous. And so, um, 
like I said, the poodle didn't make it all the way through the film. So the way they decided to, to, to deal with that was they bought um, a, a toy poodle about the same size and they mm-hmm. ripped it open and they poured fake, you know, stage blood on it <laughs> and they shot it <clears throat> outside. But I, I do remember how taking me aside, my dad and Hal taking me aside <laughs> to let me know that they weren't actually going to kill the dog. And I also remember thinking, yeah, right. Like, I think that was real. (laughs) (laughs) So we're at the premiere and the lights go down and it starts and pretty much right away. uh, People start murmuring, you Mm. know, in the audience. They're already starting to riff this thing, you know. (laughs) And, uh, And I'm just waiting and then my mouth opens and this really strange voice comes out and and I hear everybody start laughing and I just started crying I was mortified I was so embarrassed <laughs> and so then I don't remember a whole lot of the film I was just pretty miserable but then as soon as it was, as, as it was over <clears throat> All the cast and crew got the hell out of there as quickly as possible. <laughs> and, it, and it was been described as like a heist, you know? Like everybody like got out and split up and just never talked about it again. And even, even the entertainment writers in El Paso were so kind because they were big fans of a lot of the people that were involved yeah. and they and the the biggest entertainment writer Joan Corum was a huge fan of my dad's so everybody it was a very tight knit artistic community and people were very kind to just kind of let it lie the funniest article was um Oh, yeah. I think it was the wife of the cinematographer the camera guy and she wrote, or somebody wrote an article. Um, Hero is massaged to death in Manos the Hands of Fate. And that and meaning Corgo, you know, and the wives, like, come on. And, you know. Yeah. <laughs> to death. That was, yeah, that was one of the, you know, more tongue in cheek kind of things. Oh, but at the premiere, the other thing Hal did was. Because of budget, he and the, he wanted the Hollywood look, so he rented a limo. But he only had money for one limo, and so he had the whole cast and crew show up and park elsewhere and and wait in the alleyway behind the theater. And then he sent the limo around, and they picked <laughs> up a group of people. Oh, and, that's you know, great! That's great. And drop us off in front of the red carpet where we'd emerge, and um, and even as a kid, I again I, I remember thinking, uh, am I the only one that notices the there's only one car, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the be a movie unto itself. No kidding. You know, I mean, there needs to yeah, be. A, yeah, well, that's true. That's true. So. 
So we're looking for a little help from our friends. We need you, our loyal listeners, to help us spread the word about the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Just go to your current podcast provider, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, YouTube. We're just about everywhere. Hit the subscribe button, download the podcast, give us a thumbs up, hit the like button, give us the highest rating you can, and give us a review. The What's Your Weird Story podcast is a community effort. Without our friends and listeners, it wouldn't be possible to do what we do. So please, help us out by spreading the word. I gotta say from a, um, from a, a person that I haven't seen it, um, um, but what you're describing is, is an amazing story. It's an amazing story that not very many people on the planet have. Yeah, you, you were, sure. you know, and I know it's, I know it's probably taking you some time to get there with it, <laughs> you know, but like, I got to say, there's something to be said for somebody that's swinging for the fences, even though their, their direction is, is just a little off, which, yeah. which sounds, which sounds like, you know, the whole thing was just off kilter, you know, but that's like the charm of the story. Yeah. And, and it's, um, I think one of the things that people appreciate so much is that if you really watch, you can see that it was done with, it wasn't satirical. It wasn't tongue in cheek. They were really trying their best with what they had. Absolutely. And so many people can relate to that. And the other thing is how many movies have been started that never got done how one is bet, no matter what. Right. Yeah. We need a movie. It might not have been a horror movie, more like a horrible movie, but he <laughs> Right? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's gr- I mean that's that's the um that's the way to do it. At least do it, you know? And the thing is, you know, it was the best summer of my life as a kid. I adored my dad. Mm. And uh, things went dark for a lot of years. And then the film just disappeared. It was like the theater canceled the rest of the run because it was so bad. They didn't want to keep embarrassing people, you (laughs) know? Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, I, I mean, the guy who played the sheriff... Uh, his son remembers going into the theater and the real sheriff gave him a, you know, an honorary sheriff's badge. And, you know, it's all this stuff because the guy, the, the guy who played the sheriff was a local lawyer. He knew, you know. Yeah. And uh, he and looked like son, he looked like a cop. He looked like a, he a, a, a sheriff yeah. that you would get in a small town like that. Yeah. And then, and then the you know his son remembers wondering why his dad was grabbing the family and running out of the theater. As quickly. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What? I think I, I don't re- I don't think anybody went to the cast party. You know. <laughs> but but because of Manos, you know this film the. Uh, for most of my life, you know, uh, mm. at this point, half of my life uh, was gone. And I had all these memories and nobody had a copy. Nobody wanted to talk about it. And when I got into uh, high school, after high school, and this is pre-internet, I started calling around university libraries trying to find it. And mm-hmm. I finally just gave up. 
So then I'm 30 years old. I'm living in uh, Northern California. My dad's on the coast. He's living in Lincoln City, Oregon. And uh, he was a Mystery Science Theater fan. And he called me up one day in January. And he said, you'll never believe what I just saw on television. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 27 years later, just like out of the blue, it shows up. Wow. You know, I was married. I had a young son, and and I hadn't even... What was that like? Um, What's that been like for you, to have this sort of global acceptance of it and this sort of praise now? It's incredible. I've met so many amazing people. I've had so many incredible opportunities. You know, uh, Cassandra Peterson, Elvira, she mm-hmm. had it on her show. And we just happened to be guests at the same convention a few years ago. And I wow. I connived my way over there to get to meet her and introduce myself. And that was incredible because she looked at me. I'm like blurting out. I'm Debbie from Mono's to Hands of Fate. You know, my dad was the master. You know, I was yeah. trying to talk before her bodyguard, like, got a hold of me. And um, she was, her, she was like, <gasps> she, I mean, she was as happy to meet me as I was to meet her. That's cool. You know? I mean, things like that are just incredible, really incredible. And, and, and the um, talented projects that have, been inspired by this film like Manos the Hands of Felt Puppet Theater <laughs> That's great Oh look it up It's okay. in Seattle Okay Seattle Washington in fact Rachel Jackson who created Manos Hands of Felt is one of the producers in my film Manos Returns we did a sequel a few years ago Okay And we got my dad, who was still living. We found the woman who played my mother in the original. Oh, wow. We found found the woman who uh, sang two of the best songs on the soundtrack. And I have to say, the soundtrack to Monos is the best part of it. I will absolutely agree. The soundtrack is... It's good. It's weird. It's got a... a, Sometimes it's weird snippets are placed, and there'll be weird gaps in between them. But... (laughs) But the music is great. The music is fantastic. Yeah, I just talked to a guy who was so excited to that I friended him. Uh, he's a piano player, like in a in a bar, and he loves playing "Forgetting You." And um, he says he's been approached a couple times. He's waiting for people to recognize it, but a couple times people have. That's yeah. really cool. That's really found, cool. That's a deep, deep cut. <laughs> we we found the woman who sang the original songs and uh, re-recorded her for our new soundtrack wow. for Mother's Pictures. I mean, that really, you know, so a lot of people like it. Some people don't, but that's you know, we did we did a we did a Kickstarter. We did a low budget film with a the same passion if not more than the original and i really appreciate the people that that recognize that that's awesome now 
Now, did you get the same woman who uh, had dubbed in everybody else, all the women's voices, to come back and do all this again? No, I, I mean, I'm sure she's not living anymore. I mean, most likely. Um, but uh, that was Hal Warren's sister-in-law. Ah, there you anyway, go. It was family, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only actors that got paid on Manos, everybody was uh, promised a, a, a cut of the, you know, the profits and, the, and shares and you know, none of that happened, of course. Mm. But I got a red bicycle with training wheels oh. and streamers. There you go. Excellent. And my dog, Shanka, the Doberman, got a 50-pound bag of dog food. Nice. <laughs> there you the go. Actors That's in the correct. Whole what did you not? Are there nothing? Is there nothing that come from the Mystery Science Theater stuff? Is that not? Is that not? Well, the, see, that's the that's the magic. I mean, this whole thing is just serendipity magic. Yeah. I mean, and Monos never would have come back into the world if it wasn't so uniquely bad. And and honestly, I've talked to Frank and Trace and Joel and everybody on Mary Jo, everybody on Mystery Science Theater, and they all agree that the when they were first screening it, every one of them was thinking inside their head, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, how are we going to riff this? Yeah. You yeah. know, and, but nobody wanted to be the one in the room to basically yell fire. So it, it went through, it became a hit. If it yeah. wasn't so bad, it would have been lost forever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if it wasn't in public domain, mm -hmm. it never would have been seen. So those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. There's a bit of magic about it. Sure. It it was the. It, it's funny that they were very hesitant about doing it because it's become one of the quintessential mystery science theater 2000 movies. Like any time oh, yeah. you would see, you would see like a, a, a videotape or a DVD collection. It would the first one of the first you know movies would always be listed as uh, was Mono's Hands of Fate. All of it. Yeah, the Mystery Science Theater groups refer to it often. I mm -hmm. mean, I get involved in a lot of conversations about it, and um, you know, I wrote a book about it. That was released, I think, uh, 2018. But okay. I wrote a book called Growing Up with Manos and Hands of Fate. How I was the child star of the worst movie ever made and lived to tell the story. <laughs> and uh, it's not a very long book, but I'm very proud to say I have four and a half stars on Amazon. Excellent. That's And awesome. honestly, I've looked through the comments and there's just one comment on there that's making it four and a half stars and it's from a woman who is a niece of one of the actors and he committed suicide mm -hmm. before the film was ever released and i understand her sensitivity to it mm -hmm. but you know my research comes from a lot of love and a lot of care and talking yeah. to a lot of people and so anyway, she was she was pretty nasty in her uh, yeah, yeah. review, but that's okay. But yeah. I'm, so I like to say I I wrote a very good book about a really bad movie. <laughs> that's awesome. 
I mean, it, it is a it is a great story, and 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 a lot of people can really, you know, empathize with it. Uh, you know, I just like what you said. It's like people movies are weird in a way where it's like it's kind of like a, a great record if it hits you in the right space at the right time, it, you mm-hmm. stay glued to it. You know, yes, and it's original and it's weird enough to just like park itself in your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I look back on music, for instance, you know, I just found my old LP collection. I'm like, well, let's see what I was looking at in the yeah. 70s. And, um, you know, when you listen to some of those artists now, these songs are just classic and eternal. Yeah. But what made them that? Some of the best artists, the most incredible music they didn't necessarily have a great voice that's mm-hmm. true you know yeah you're right about that but, but they had they had a lot more tim it was deeper than that and and that's what i've learned over the years i've tried to explain it for years but i think i'm starting to get a little closer and just understand that monos is one of those things that people just can relate to it's like you know they feel a piece of themselves in it mm-hmm. and then the behind the scenes story with my dad and I and and other people and how we've all embraced it I, I mean did you know there's a restoration of Monos that's another really, oh, really? magical, magical yeah. thing so Ben Salovey a few years ago he um, is a film student and he was looking at he was buying films off of eBay and restoring, you know, just looking at restoration. And uh, he saw a couple films from uh, eBay that were coming from San Diego that he wanted. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, yeah, but you got to, you got to take the whole box. You can't just have those. You got to take. So the guy shipped this big box of, uh, you know, old films. Yeah. The canister big said, reels. Yeah. Yeah, he found the original work print that had gone through the camera in 1966 is in that box. Wow. And, and it didn't even have the title, Manos the Hands of Fate. He knew enough to recognize what he had. It was the, the title before Manos was Fingers of Fate. Mm. And, and, um, wow. So he looked at it, it was in horrible condition. You know, scotch tape editing and dirt. Just uh, if you watch Monos on Mystery Science Theater, it's like a copy of a copy of a copy. It's just like looking through a screen door, which it makes it creepier. Yeah. So Ben did a Kickstarter and he raised $48,000. Wow. Damn. To restore Monos. Wow. And he did frame by frame wow and now if you watch the restoration it's a trip (laughs) i mean it's like it's a beautiful version i mean you can see the mistakes so much clearer it's Mm. trippy it's 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 a weird mind trip almost (laughs) that's really and clean and beautiful like that that's really cool i didn't I guess I knew that that existed. Restoration, mm-hmm. film restoration. Um, yeah, look it up. Yeah, yeah. look up Monos Restored. That's really cool. 
In I, fact, on Facebook, his uh, Facebook page has this wonderful seven-page article in Playboy magazine. They interviewed me in 2015. Okay. And, uh, yeah, my, my youngest son was in high school at the time, and I told you, I live in a town of a 1,000 people. Yeah. So my youngest son's in high school, and I didn't tell anybody I'd interviewed with Playboy, and they sent me a, you know— a, a copy there. Copy. Yeah. 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 And it was a seven page article and it started with my name, Jackie name and Jones. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> really good article. And uh my son comes home from school. Oh, and I was on the school board. And my my sister in law was the librarian oh, at his high school. Nice. And my oh. brother in law was the mayor. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. know everybody, that's great. right? And he walks in and I hold up the magazine. I go, Guess what, honey? Your mom's in Playboy this Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> you never saw somebody go pales. I uh, I was like, I thought he was gonna pass out. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's just a story. <laughs> no pictures. I swear, no pictures. Well, you know, I always picked up Playboy magazine for the articles. Oh yes, absolutely. I didn't realize well, it had pictures in it. So no, <laughs> no I, I was honestly, I, I well, I mean, wow. It, they really do have good articles, you yeah, know. I mean, yeah. it's a wonderful magazine. They and, actually uh, do. They actually do yeah. have really good articles. That's true. I grew up as a child. I grew up, and we had Good Housekeeping, Red Book, and uh, Playboy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was quite common. I would go get, I used to go get my hair cut from an old Italian barber and he had Playboys, you know, just laid out there. You know, it was just part part of the deal, you know, not a a big deal. Part of the deal. Yeah. Get a good, yeah, good price on your haircut. Yeah. Look at some porn. (laughs) But um, (laughs) October 2015. But if you look up Monos Restored, he actually has the article on there. It's one of the few places you can get it because you can't just because of their licensing and everything. You can't mm-hmm. just get it. Wow. Online. What is? Do you know anything about that process? Are they actually cleaning the film itself, and then is that what they do? Restore the article? oh, it's a restoration. Yeah. I'm not sure about the process. I know that he said there was like, you know, 50-year-old scotch tape on there. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they, they cleaned it like with um, Q-tips, like yeah. frame by frame. Oh, my. Wow. Just, yeah, they like, physically cleaned. the dirt off of there. Interesting. And then, and, uh, yeah. and then there's a lot of extras, too, and it's really fun. There's uh, some interviews with my dad and I. Oh, wow. And there's outtakes of the very few um you know the 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 things that were cut from the film there's a couple of extras in there but did you say i remember when my dad and i interviewed for it and he watched it for the first time in 50 years we're watching it together at my friend's house and he goes oh God, this is terrible. <laughs> what did he think about the resurgence? Oh, he's had a great time. I mean, so, well, let me just tell you that story real quick. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, so so he, said, he calls me up in 1993 and says, guess what I just saw on television? 
And he tells me, but of course, it was already over because he had he he'd been like napping in his easy chair and heard familiar music, and and there he was on television. <laughs> and so he watched it, and then he called me, and it was on Comedy Central. So we had Comedy Central. I turned on the television, and I called that 800 number down in the corner because I didn't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, this guy answered the phone, and he said he was in the HBO offices in Manhattan. And I said, you just show this movie that I've been looking for my whole life. My, my whole family's involved in it. And he asked the name of it, and I told him. And then there's this long pause. And I was shaking. I mean, I thought, I never thought I'd see this thing, right? And I thought we were disconnected, or he'd hung up, and I'd have to get my courage up to call again. And, and then suddenly he blurts out, he goes, oh, my God, are you Debbie? <laughs> Which was my character's name. <laughs> I, I was like looking at the phone. I, I mean, I thought I was in some kind of weird dream, you know? Yeah. And then he says, that's our favorite bad movie here in the HBO offices. Wow. And I just had it on my desk last week. And I said, is there any way I can get a copy? So he's, he printed off a VHS copy and mailed it to me. Oh, and wow. I still have it somewhere. That's awesome. <laughs> I just need a VCR so I can, you know. Yeah, wow. I mean, he like hand labeled it, you know, he wrote on. That's awesome. And uh, so I got it and I watched it by myself. And I was just satisfied, you know. I, was, yeah. I got what I wanted. I got what I've been looking for. I'm happy. That's cool. And then it's and then it took off. And it was weird. It became it's now known as one of the the fan base most favorite episode. It's won their Turkey Day Awards several times. Joel Hodgson, the host, wrote the the uh forward to my book. And uh I've met him, Frank and Trace the Mads. Frank's the one that discovered it to begin with. I've met them several times at events, but they invited me on their December show. They do a online show every, every two weeks and they chose monos for their Christmas special, <laughs> of course. That's and awesome. they invited me and it was amazing. There's like 3000 people watching. And That's cool. And then what? Last week, uh, Joel and Jonah Ray and all the the new, you know, they they created this new streaming platform called Gizmoplex for Mystery Science Theater. Okay. Oh wow. And and, and I think they raised like six million dollars. Oh wow. They have like thirty thousand backers I hear, but they invite they did a special tribute to Manos. I think it was last Friday. And I got to be the special guest. And oh man! I just I that's, love that. I just love great connecting with fans so much. They're just the most fun people. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you have to be. You have to be. You know. Yeah, yeah. To like bad movies and yeah. sit through them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's you it's just never a 
first date movie, I'll tell you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't suggest it. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. My wife. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It's a real litmus test movie. Yes. That is. It's like a challenge with me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My 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 wife likes a bad movie, so. uh, Oh. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe that's your next movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. That's so cool. What a what a story. It's such a cool story, Um, and one that we don't we don't get to hear very much about. You know, the underdog sort of just winning in the end. It's just a great. It's a it's great story. Thank you. And I think, uh, well, I know Monos Returns, my sequel, is on Tubi. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon Prime as well. But cool. uh, uh, yeah, the is original also on is on Tubi. Okay. And nice. uh, we're working on a web series right now. So oh, wow. look up um, on YouTube. You can see the... the um, what do you call it the it's a it's going to be a web series so the trailer okay the trailer. okay yeah and it's called uh, the monos chronicles cool. oh cool and Very i cool. star in it it's you know in both films it's different universes of in monos returns it's if debbie was kept by the cult for 50 years and now she's in charge of the place and oh wow He's not a really happy camper. And then in the other, uh, the Monos Chronicles, it's Debbie escaped as a child and has been in hiding. And now she's going to go out in the world and fight this evil. <laughs> nice. Nice. But Very the trailer's cool. on Mono, the Monos Chronicles. It's on YouTube. And I'm we're looking for a distributor right now. But cool. I think this is. I really, I'm really happy with that's it. awesome. Where can people get your book? Is it still out? It's on, it's on Amazon. Okay, and you can also find it on um, Etsy on my store, uh, Jackie's Monos, and that's Jackie with an E Y. Cool, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a autographed copy on my Etsy store, and oh, I cool. have other Monos related things as well. Oh, that's killer. That's awesome. Did your dad do uh, the artwork that shows up in the the movie? So he- yeah, he did. He did. Um, gosh, he did the master and dog painting, which I recreated, and I I sell prints of. And I, I also really cool. I also did my version of the master and dog print as uh, Frank Zappa and his poodle. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. why not? And um, and then my dad's costume, the master's robe with the big red hands. Uh, yes. My parents both designed it, and my mother made it. That's and iconic. She taught me to sew, so I do uh, custom uh, signed and numbered master's robes. And I just sent out number thirty-eight. Nice. And I've I've committed to making a hundred of them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's great. So they're signed, and it's like you know, number whatever out of a hundred. So I'm committed. Oh, that's cool. And, or should be. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, Both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I made one for a guy in England who was six foot eight. 
It was a lot of fabric. Oh, wow. And then I made one for a woman in Georgia who is four foot 11. So they truly are custom right. size. That's cool. And then I recently made one for a woman at Christmas. And she's, you know, people send me pictures of themselves in their robes. And she said that her husband's upset because now she never wants to take it off. Cause <laughs> she gets to work. She gets to work from home, so why not? You know? <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Oh, wow. So cool, man. Well, yeah. yeah. Was that weird enough? Oh yeah, oh, that was perfect. <laughs> Ever had? We've not had any. We've not had anyone have a story anything like this. Yeah. It's got it all. Uh, it's you know, it's it's it's, it's a, a child movie and like crazy antics and a heist getaway and yeah. Mysteries and yeah. quests, and yeah, that's fantastic. It's great. I, I mean, I, it just fits my life. It fits who I am. It's. I mean, I was talking to my daughter-in-law the other day, and I can't remember who we were talking about. Somebody really unusual. I go, what a weird thing to be known for. And I go, look who's talking. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great, though. I mean, the ability to laugh at yourself and not take yourself too seriously is is a big it's a big win in in life. If you can do that, you've won the game, really. Yeah. 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 No, I, I truly feel blessed. I just couldn't. It's great. I couldn't even. There's no way I could imagine having more fun. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. With, with these people. That's great. That's great. And we're just so lucky to have you on and appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us for a little bit. Well, thanks guys. Yeah. yeah it's been really, a blast. Yeah. Really fun. That's funny. That's uh yeah, I think that line is uh in Monos Returns, you'll see. What a blast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, anything else you want to plug before we get out of here, or is, is that pretty much cover it? That's pretty much it. We just, uh, well, I'm going to be doing some online, I'm an artist, and I've been doing these paint and sit parties for a number of years, and then COVID, but I'm working with um, Frank and Trace, the Mads, and mm -hmm. Mary Jo Peel, they're doing online shows. I'm working with their producer now, and... Um, we're, I'm going to be doing Mystery Science Theater online painting parties. Oh, cool. Starting next month. And uh, so far we have like 52 people pre-registered. Oh, wow. So, so you, really you, awesome. uh, you just paint along with you like on uh, through whatever streaming. Yeah, thing. like a two-hour class. Cool, and cool. I give you the list of supplies you need and we just get together and uh, – and uh, to paint with me, you have a choice of a yearly subscription, which gives you some extra videos and, oh, cool. and cool. Uh, extra things. And then, or uh, like nineteen ninety nine a month if you just want to try it out. That's so cool. That is really cool. What a great oh, idea! Oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a. I'll tell you, <laughs> Adam. Adam, I yeah. hear, I hear a, a revenue stream for you, Adam. A new <laughs> revenue stream. <laughs> Adam's also an artist and an amazing artist. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a different world, and we have to adjust. Absolutely, absolutely. But then, you know, it brings so many of us together that we never would have met. Mm -hmm. How amazing is that? Yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, we've 
we've met some pretty awesome people in this podcast in um and and getting to to do this with people like yourself has just been such a pleasure and you so you're welcome to come back anytime you want well thanks and uh, yeah i love your subject matter i mean i've been interviewing a lot lately and and it's just been really fun to talk to people in a lot of different yeah. interests and fields and directions, you know. We try to I mean, I can talk just about anything except sports. Well, that's great. I probably fake my way through See? some of that. That's great. <laughs> that's what it's all about. We fake our way through a lot of this, too. So. Yeah. Well, I'm taking, uh, because of COVID, online acting classes from this oh. wonderful school out of the uh, British Columbia. Oh, cool. Rogue Studios, by the way. She's amazing. Very good. But, uh, yeah, I'm learning a lot about improv. So. Are you doing that? Are you doing some like plays and stuff like that? Any theater or anything? Uh, I've been doing more and more film. I'm uh, actually been invited to be in another film that's filming in June in nice. Houston, Texas, and it's going to be set in the 1400s. And, oh, wow. wow. And um, I don't know a whole lot about it. I'll get the script in a couple days, but I believe I'm going to be a puranic, how do you say it? Puritanical yes. witch hunter. Oh, oh. very cool. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I've been invited to some independent films, and uh, that's cool. But my, my confidence has really grown, and and uh, she's one of her main focuses besides teaching people acting is uh, how to audition. Oh yeah. And these days, a lot of it's done through creating a video. Gotcha. So um, I just I'm like you know. I think I would just start auditioning for things. Yeah. I mean, I'm near. I'm, it's a growing film community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So who knows where you'll where you'll see me next? That's great. I love that you you're continuing to work and and do it. You know, I, that's inspiring. It's inspiring. Yeah. And I want. Yeah, to see- you got to keep moving forward. I just I'm just waiting for the um, the movie version of the Manos uh, debut premiere. So in, <laughs> the yeah. making of Manos, yeah. the, the, the film within the huh. film. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll add that. I, I'm actually work. I started working on a book of a documentary, and then this uh, woman uh, approached me recently and asked about to. Creating a Kickstarter a fundraiser to to actually make it as a film. So mm, nice. I got so much going on right now. That's I, awesome. I can't take me on at the moment, but I see that in the future. A yeah. film documentary about That's awesome. Um, not more like an extension on my book about mm-hmm. all the incredible things that have happened since. That's, 1993. Yeah. But That's wouldn't crazy. it be fun to start it off with the premiere and then go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great <laughs> yeah, idea. Reenactment of everybody just, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That would be, That'd be great. Oh, it would. I, I'm going to have to remember to credit you <laughs> for the idea. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Jackie, thanks again for hanging out with us. Yeah. It's oh, been... thank you so much. Had a, had a great time. Ooh. 
Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-O dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors well i mean that was uh an original story we haven't had anything like that and uh what an interesting life that could be its own movie Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to see it as a movie. I want to see the making of the movie as a movie, as yeah. a kind of uh, kind of a comedy. Yeah. You know, a comedy of errors, really, is what it would kind of be. Yeah. Um, I mean, just imagine, you know, the whole scene in the at the premiere is yes. just, you know, amazing. Fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. All of that. The lights, the big show, the spectacle. The limousine. Nobody knew. Yeah, the one limousine. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Nobody knew what this movie was going to be. Everybody thought it was going to be something. It was something. Yeah. It certainly was something. It was not something that they were expecting. And then just having, you know, crying because it's not her voice and one woman doing all the women's voices. Oh, it's amazing. And I mean, the movie itself, you've got to go watch it. You can check it out. It's all, it's free everywhere. Uh, well, not everywhere. But I mean, you can, find, can, but you, it, can you imagine back then? Back then, you're thinking, oh, man, they made a movie around here. You know, yeah. if it were anything that were just like, OK, if it were just <laughs> OK, then it would have been great. You know what I mean? Yeah. But these people are, are, are expecting something that they're they have no idea what they're going to get. Yeah. And the whole thing just about like, you know, it's like I, this guy has great intentions. You know, the 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 uh the gentleman that that film, that that made the movie. He's got great intentions. But just doesn't know how to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But god damn it he tries. And plowed through and he did. Yeah. But you know, it's you yeah. know, and I mean, now they're lucky that it didn't start riots, you know. <laughs> right. And, yeah, uh, I love the fact that everybody, all of the cast who were up there, like in front, just like made a beeline and escaped. <laughs> yeah, to the sides. Yeah, when as soon you know, whenever the credits were or you know the lights came up and everybody just escaped. Yes, and nobody went to the rap party. It's fantastic, yeah. Jackie. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was wonderful. It yes. was hilarious. It was a lot of fun. And even that you're you're tracking the adventure of tracking it down and yeah. all of that. 
just but spectacular. It's a, it's a redemption story, man. I mean, we, yeah. we talked about it in the, but it's, it's, it's like, it is, it, it, this personifies how, how do you embrace something in your life that for so many years you had difficulty with, but then as soon as you embrace it and you start seeing that people actually love that movie for what it is. Yeah. That's that's the payoff. That's the reward, yep. and uh, I'm just. Uh, it was so great to talk to her. It was just a great, great story. Yeah, and again, just to punctuate the fact that it's definitely it's not a normal story. It's in you know, no. it's it's certainly weird, and that's. But that's what makes you know. We, that's what makes it so great is because it is a unique story, and it's full of you know everything yes and uh we want to hear more stories so you know if you were on a uh local tv show or or you know whatever you know or you're you know you were a doctor or a nurse and somebody you know some funny things that happened in the er or weird things that happened you know um in you know just at 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 the hospital or you've you know like uh we want to hear from those People we're going to hear from, like, you know, people, funeral home, people, more, more morticians and such Absolutely. or whatever. You know, if you got an unusual job and you've got some great stories to share, because we know everybody's got at least one good story. We want to hear them. You know, you are welcome in Weirdsville. You don't have to be uh, haunted. Uh, you don't have to know Bigfoot or anything like that. Just You just have you just we have to be willing to share. Uh, your great story you're, you're with us here on the podcast. You know how to uh, get a hold of us. If you don't, I'll tell you once again, you can email us at WYWSPOD at gmail.com. You can contact us through our Facebook page uh, or our personal uh, Facebook pages. You can contact us through Twitter or Instagram. You can call our hotline which is 513-909-9821. Any of those ways, you can get a hold of us and let us know if you want to talk to us, or you can write your story out and send it to us through one of those. And, uh, you know, we can, we can read, if read your written story or we can set up a time to talk to you and you'd be joining us here on the show because that's what we love the most. And uh, we love you guys, Weirdsville, the most. We've been doing this for, you know, three and a half years, and it's just been one of the best things I've ever been involved with. Everybody out there, all of our listeners and friends, it's just I can't I can't I can't find the words of what it is, but it's 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 awesome. It is awesome. It's amazing to uh, keep growing this thing. And, and, uh, you know, we keep making new friends and. You know, we've got uh, our new friend Jackie that uh, joined us today, and we want to we want to talk to you. So please uh, definitely get in touch with us, and uh, we look forward to uh, many more episodes. That's right. And speaking of uh, more episodes, next week we have uh, Jess, who is from just outside of Hotlanta, and she is a clairvoyant medium, and she's got some she's got some cool stories to tell. And about her, what she does and her process and just all sorts of, again, you know, we, we had a great conversation that, you know, winded off the road a little bit, but it came back and we, we always enjoy that. It's part of our process. So join us next week. 
when we have uh, our guest Jess, and the following weeks we got all sorts of goodness uh, lined up for you. Also, um, if you are listening to this um, on the release day, which is the 5th of April, or if you're listening to this on the 6th of April, which is the Wednesday, um, I am going to be on a guest at midnight Eastern on out there talk uh, on Instagram live. If you go to Instagram, follow out there talk. It's my uh, very good friend, Herbie, AKA Valiant himself. And he's got kind of, he's got a show that is similar to ours, but it's also very much in the vein of the call-in show and the uh, late night radio and the coast to coast type of vibe. And that starts at 12 Eastern. No, it's late for some people. But uh, if you are up and you are into it, uh, join us and we'll be discussing all sorts of things. I'm not even sure what we're going to talk about, but uh, but we'll we'll have fun. And Herbie is a he's a, he's a super cool dude and always great to hang out with and talk to. So uh, check us out there and uh, I'll remind you uh, out there. Talk at out there talk on Instagram until then good friends of weirdsville be safe happy birthday be weird as always if you have a weird story we want to hear it if you have a lot of them we want to hear them all we can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions whether it's sharing your stories listening rating and spreading the word about the podcast Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.